0: Let's go. All
1: right, we'll get rolling. So, Lee, thank you for joining me for uh for an episode of Av Chats. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Greg. It's always fun to sit and chat, you know. Of course, we had to have our 30-minute chat before we do our yes. little quick Av chat, you know. You got to got to get some lot, balance Lots to there. catch
1: up on, for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: Well, um big congratulations to you and uh in taking on this new role. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about, uh, about all of that. What are you, what are you up to?
0: Oh, wow. Well, so I took a new position. I'm now working with, uh, an organization out of Louisville, Kentucky called Thoroughbred Aviation. It is an aircraft sales brokerage firm, um, primarily focusing on, you know, business jets, you know, it's like, and so I was approached by Nathan, you know, here's an opportunity. It's a small business. It's growing very quickly, definitely taking advantage, uh, great partners, um, with, uh, Spencer Mitchell and Jamie Smith. And so of course, working with Nathan Winkle and his wife, Melanie Winkle, and, you know, it's a, and, um, you know, there's a couple of other people that might be coming on board soon as well, but, I've always been kind of on the periphery of aircraft sales. You know, yeah, I was, sure. I always had one of those jobs where they had to call because they were either in a pre buy or they just taken delivery or they were planning this or planning that. And so, you know, they would call us, call me for something. So it's yeah. kind of all, always kind of on the periphery. And, you know, in my new position here, a lot of it's focusing on more of like the operations side of it and the business development. Nathan did say I could sell an airplane if I wanted to. I'm not. I'm not ready for that yet. Um, you know what? What they get a time. What they get a time. But um, but no. It's you know. It's really just kind of making sure that they have the tools. It's you know. Aircraft sales, just like just about any other product that you're selling. It's so much about your relationships, how, um, you know, being able to deliver, being able to deliver efficiently and effectively. And I think a lot of that, you know, those, it's also kind of like that little bit of the trust factor of, you know, are you doing, are you doing the best thing for your client? And aviation is such a, such a small industry and community. And that, you know, to be able to kind of be there at the beginning to say, you know, this is the perfect airplane for you. You know, it's like, this, this is it. This is, you know, from, from the from from you as a, a passenger experience to how it operates to just how technically sound it is, you know, to be kind of part of that whole process to where you find the perfect one, you know, it's um it's it's exciting, you know, and to be able to sure. there's a lot of um first time buyers right now, lots of first time buyers. So, you know, you talk to people who've never, you know, they've flown before, but this is their first aircraft purchase, first um, some cases, you know, they've, you know, they've always like flown commercial, you know, they, mm-hmm. they were first class or something. And, but then because of all the COVID everything there, you know, they started flying charter, but they're like, you know, I'm ready to take that next step. And so they're buying their first aircraft. And I mean, I'm already a, I'm already an aviation bizav junkie. So, you know, it's like, I want to make sure that these people have the very best experience possible because we want to keep them here. And keep sure. doing that. And so that's a lot of what I'm doing, just kind of helping Nathan out, doing stuff right along those lines. Still active in the industry. You know, that's how I met Nathan all those years ago, being active yeah. on in NBAA and in the maintenance committee. Um, uh, you know, there's some other things that women in corporate aviation. Um, I'm starting to get involved in a couple of other things, maybe in this, you know, in this side, women in cor- aviation sales and stuff like cool. that. So yeah, it's exciting to be, it's exciting to be involved. Uh, yeah. You know that, and I've got a whole new group of people to talk to, you know, it's yeah. like a whole new group. <laughs> uh, so it's, um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: So, jumping into, you know, I know Thoroughbred's been around for the last couple of years, small business, small team. I know they're running, you know, really fast right now, kind of like on all cylinders, all over Mm -hmm. the place. So, you jump into the mix here. What are some of the things that you're kind of focusing in on in regards to kind of taking this small, uh, smaller team and kind of, uh, helping them in regards to like infrastructure and technology and tools and things like that to help them take the business to the next level.
0: So I think one of the things is, is we've, um, you know covid's accelerated a lot of the work from home technologies working with remote yeah. teams but when i think back of it i was actually uh, i was actually thinking about something similar on this it's about processes and being efficient and i actually built my very first like automated application back okay. in 2000 like 8 <laughs> yeah, because so I remember I got... this story <laughs> oh, i don't know if you remember this one i actually okay. forgotten this one this one's i okay. forgotten. this one was um i had a word document PDF for a um, selective admissions program I was working at at the college. And I found this product called Caspio. It's still around, but it let me build a whole automated system where I could put it online easily. And it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And I because I was thinking back to like, I do have my PDFs working with the FAA. That was that was my very first one. But this was the first one where I like built an application with the database and you could go back and stuff like that. But so, you know, when you're looking at There's a lot of tools out now that allow you to be very efficient and to um, because it's not about using technology. It's always been about using the right technology, especially when you're using in a small team that's moving fast. You have to be very selective in what technologies you're using because it needs to bring something that brings value and is not going to slow down momentum. You know, and so especially like at the beginning, there's some, you know, there's some there's some shifts, Um, you know, Nathan, Spencer and Jamie. They're so busy selling. I don't want to slow them down on anything, but I do want to take what they're doing and how can we automate that, centralize it. You know, they've done amazing with emails and text messages and spreadsheets. You know, they've done an amazing job with that. But, you know, when you're starting to scale and grow, You can't keep relying on that. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time evaluating CRMs, but it's like finding the right CRM that works for this industry, for this specific one, and how efficient can you make it? You know, I introduced Slack. Yes, I have Slack. Everybody's (laughs) got Slack. They've got their emojis. They're coming along gotta have our emojis but you know those all integrate in and so things aren't getting overlooked because there is such a high volume and you know looking at integrations what can we do especially because sometimes when you look at it some of these tools may be a little bit more expensive but it's cheaper than hiring another person right because you know because otherwise you would have to bring in another person to help manage some of this but if you if you have the right tools and you take the right time to you do your due diligence on how they're going to be applied then you're making it better. And, you know, I mean, we've all been through the the trials and tribulations of CRM. So it's really kind of cool to start a CRM from the very beginning and think about all the things. And then, you know, you know, Jamie, Spencer, Nathan, they've all been in CRM world before and they're like, I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> I know it's necessarily evil. So it's like, OK, how do I balance that to make sure, sure. that it also brings in like uh, market research activities, different things along those lines, as well as. I think a lot of it is you always have to think of, is it going to be a tool that can scale?
1: Right.
0: And because you can buy something or you can use something that's free and that's great for the moment. But what happens when you need to scale and can you get your data out of wherever it is to scale? Sure, And that's a lot of it. So those are a lot of things that I'm working on kind of in the background. And it's a great opportunity because it teaches me a lot about the processes, the procedures, all the little nuances that go into um, a transaction, whether it's, you know, whether we're working on an acquisition for a customer or whether we're getting ready to list something. So there's all those little pieces. And the better I do my job, the better they do their job and the better experience it is for our customer in the long run.
1: For sure. No, that's really cool. I mean, it, it's um it's a big big thing to figure out in okay, selecting the right technology that is going to Actually help and not hinder, right? And right. so, in a lot of cases, you want to be recording things. You want to have the right records. You want to have the mm-hmm. right workflows. Um, and you might have that vision in your head for what like the perfect uh, workflow is and the perfect kind of set of right. all your tables and all your data points. But how does that? How does that plug in in reality when you have, <laughs> you know, where you have uh, a team that's running at a hundred miles an hour? Um, so there, there, there's always kind of a, a give and take there, right? Mm-hmm. Because while, you know, a, a, the reality of it is that they may spend some more time here, the hope is that, you know, the benefits from that platform are going to help out, whether it's in you know, reporting or future sales or right. having research and, and, and things like that. So. Well,
0: and, you know, aircraft movement is, you know, so, I've, so one of the things is like tracking aircraft movement. I've been trying to do that in some form or fashion, probably for close to almost the past 10, 12 years, yeah. you know, trying to figure out aircraft movement, how do you track it and how do you use it effic- efficiently and effectively? And so, you know, those are those tools that, you know, when you're trying to, tell your, tell, tell your team, like, this is why we do this, because you may actually need to find, you may, you may have a customer that says, Hey, I found this CJ3, they give you the serial number and you're able to pull it up in your, in our system. And like I said, it's like, go through one steps, one through five of research before you right. go through six through 10, or it, that aircraft may have already been evaluated by our team and be a hard no.
1: Right. And, sure. But
0: this is why. So instead of having to go back and find the person or, you know, if. Look uh, through
1: your emails and figure out what. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Oh, Lord. No, (laughs) absolutely. But, you know, those are those tools. um, So, you know, you have to show the value at the end of the day and how how it reports. So I'm spending a lot of time on the back end of it. Um, trying to get as much information built in first. So that way they don't have to, you know, they, mm-hmm. they so they can see the value of the information that they're inputting in. But at the end of the day, I can pull the data that we need to see as far as we're doing as a business and what we're doing in market share, how we're doing those things. Sure. And, you know, and honestly, if it's not working, then we need to, we need to reevaluate and see where we can kind of fix it. And, sure. you know, I think some of the tools we're looking at actually allow us to make those changes as well. Cool. So we're not going to be like locked in.
1: Yeah, sure. And is there a a particular segment of the market or types of aircraft that Thoroughbred focuses in on?
0: Um, I would say that it really anything that's more you know business jet. Um, sure. you know, it's more there's we do a little bit into the turbo prop. Um, there's the the King Air market, something yeah, sure. along Those twin engine turbos, of course, like uh some PC12s, you know, some TBMs, but primarily our our focus is. With uh, especially like with the uh, Jamie and Nathan's background and um, large cabin Gulfstream, a lot mm-hmm. of those different things, those relationships, you know. So we do a lot of large cabin. Um, honestly, it's if it has a jet engine yeah. right <laughs> now, it's like let's go for it, you know. Sure. And it really just kind of depends on what the customer is also looking for. And so right. you know, we have a um, we have a lot of experience, just a kind of across the board with all of them to make sure the perfect fit. And so we've already like taken, you know, customers who have been customers before who are ready to upgrade, you mm-hmm. know, at the time, you know, I keep using it, you know, at the time I was, a, we'll just use CJ three was a perfect aircraft for them, but now they're ready to upgrade. You know, they, they've done it, they've experienced, they understand, and now they're ready to go to that next step.
1: Cool. So any, know, anything
0: along those lines,
1: anything along those lines, I know that you have a new, um, Oh, I should say a new listing, not a new aircraft, but a new listing for a Challenger 650 that just went up this week.
0: Oh yeah. Beautiful aircraft, you know, a Challenger 650 that just went up, you know, we got a couple of others that are coming down the pipe here, here soon that we'll have listed, but you know, that 650 it's, um, it's a beautiful aircraft. I, now I get a little giddy over all airplanes. Yeah. So unless it's just a big old piece of junk, it's hard for me to say, <laughs> Ugh. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I definitely haven't gotten to where I'm like a complete airplane snob yet. I, I might get there. We'll see. Sure. But no, this is, you know, this is uh, based out of Atlanta. It's a great aircraft and, you know, the market is hot. I can't even tell you how many inquiries we've had just since Monday cool. uh, when we listed it on Monday. So it's definitely a hot market got some more coming out of the pipe and it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. They told me it was a little bit of an adrenaline rush and they're right. It kind of yeah. is.
1: Well, cool. Like, ah! <laughs> well, congrats again on, uh, on, on this new role. It sounds exciting and, uh, and looking forward to, to seeing where you guys take it all. Uh, but maybe we could shift gears. Um, I know that's something that you are excited about, something I'm excited about as well is the um, NBAA Maintenance Conference that's coming up. Um,
0: Three years, Greg. (laughs) Three years. We have not been together since 2019 for the Maintenance Conference. Yes.
1: So So tell me a little bit about your role in that and tell us a little bit about this show and and why everybody should be there.
0: (laughs) Well, first off, it's just fun. Yeah. Okay. First off, it's just fun. But no. So the maintenance conference is it's the MBAA maintenance conference, and it's a show that's really targeted to directors of maintenance, whether they're in a 91 or 135 environment, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what the content, the agenda is targeted to, Um, you know, that's the peers that come, you know, it's, it's, it's three days of talking about how to support the maintenance function in those areas. Um, And it doesn't matter whether you're an entry level technician or you've been in, you know, you've been in the industry a while. There's something for everybody to build that. And um, so this year it's in San Antonio.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Also, that's almost like a hometown for me. I'm I'm super. We we don't need to get into scooter stories there, Greg. I know you (laughs) wanted to, but we're not going to. Um, But, you know, it's down in San Antonio. It's actually May 3rd, 4th and 5th. So. If you're going, I would recommend getting a room now because May 5th is Cinco de Mayo in Texas in San Antonio. Mm. Might want a long weekend down on the Riverwalk. It will be a blast. But, um, you know, I've been involved with the maintenance committee. I think we decided since 2006. There's actually no record of when I started. I think I just <laughs> appeared. Um, like,
1: who is this woman? Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs>
0: who's who this person sitting in the back? You know, it's like, cause you know, this, and at that time I was kind of like a little girl. They're like, Oh, look at that little girl <laughs> sitting there back there. Um, but no, I think about around 2006, 2007 is when I became involved. And then the maintenance conference is, um, I've been the chair, uh, the chair or co-chair, I think probably for about eight, eight conferences now coming cool. up this year and my co-chairs this year are doug gordon who works for ejm and nate Deach, who's with um netflix cool. and then also phil suglia from duncan's been doing a yeah. lot of helping out um i'm currently the secretary of the maintenance committee uh i they, they, you know they tried to get rid of me for years but they couldn't so now they're stuck <laughs> with me for six once you get into the leadership <laughs> path but no it's it's a great show it's a lot of wonderful wonderful people it's um the, uh, the vendors, you know, it's a great place to do for vendors who are exhibiting, whether they're talking directly to the DOMs or you have three days interacting with the other vendors. So, you know, everything's so, so intertwined, you know, sure. Duncan Aviation may be speaking to somebody, but then Duncan uses 12 of the other people who are exhibiting there to augment their company in their business and so there's always something something to do and of course you're going to be there right greg
1: i will be there yes 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 i will be there i'm definitely looking forward to it it's uh it's been a while and uh three years yes well
0: you didn't even go it's been four years you didn't go
1: i didn't go to the last one um, yes, right. so it's been a, it's been a long time. Um, so I'm really excited about it. It's always been an awesome event to connect with, you know, all of the, um, all of, you know, all of our operators, all of our mm-hmm. part 91 directors of maintenance, 135 directors of maintenance. Um, there's also a lot of flight operations people that right. that end up attending, um, and there's a, a great group of vendors that, that mm-hmm. support the event. So I've been a big fan of it. It's been my favorite event, um, of the, of the year for a long time. And so I'm definitely excited to, uh, to get back into the, get back into the mix there. So,
0: Oh no, me too. Yeah. Cause it's been four years for you, three years yes. for me. I will say, if anybody was familiar with the leadership conference, the girl did have on this silver sequin little jumpsuit. (laughs) I don't know. Shannon and I were thinking of maybe pulling something off like that for the maintenance conference. We'll see.
1: Fun. Um, I got to circle back to the scooter story, though. (laughs) (laughs) i almost oh, forgot Lord. that it was in san antonio oh, uh, but uh what what lee was referring to before it was last time we were in san antonio and what 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 was the it was what, for
0: schedulers and
1: okay dispatch. Schedulers and schedulers dispatchers and dispatch. in 2018 19 19
0: 19 19 okay. because it was 20 it was in charlotte and the world shut down <laughs> okay
1: so I think that's right yeah okay so, yeah, um, uh, we were ripping around right around the Alamo on the, uh, what were they? Bird scooters. I and, uh, and we were, you know, we had a group of us and here comes Lee and she's ripping like full throttle and, um, lost control and, uh, we have video (laughs) of this event. Um, so we're, we're not going to post that or maybe we will, maybe we could edit it. No, no, no. I think, I
0: think they find you, Greg. They have to ask for it. I, I I don't mind sharing. I don't think it needs to go viral on the internet, but okay. So that's,
1: that's a great point. If you're going to come to the maintenance conference, (laughs) stop by our booth and I will show you the video of Lee eating it uh right outside the alamo at about i don't know probably 16 miles an hour on a on a bird scooter
0: (laughs) way too fast i did survive barely i did survive but i have not been on a scooter since and there was no (laughs) alcohol involved in the scooter ride i will let you know that
1: yes that's right
0: it it may have been a little bit more justified if i could have said (laughs) there had been i'm not really sure
1: well cool Well, we look forward to, uh, to seeing you at the maintenance conference. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk and do something before then, but, uh, yeah, thanks for giving us an update and, uh, and on what you're doing and a rundown on, uh, what's going on in May.
0: No, absolutely. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. And we'll see you in San Antonio.
1: All right. Sounds